If he knew the things I did, he couldn't handle me. And I choose to keep him protected. Oh, so I creep. Yeah, just creeping on. But I'll know. Except nobody's supposed to know. So I creep, yeah? Because he doesn't know what I do. And no attention goes to show. Oh, so I creep. Yeah. Just creeping on. But I'll know. Except nobody's supposed to know. Continue podcast. Episode 79. That's a little... That's a TLC <laughs> deep cut, everybody. You think this is just the kind of show where we do waterfalls and only waterfalls? Fuck that. My <laughs> name is... <laughs> and this is... This is a show... About Lisa Left Eye Lopez, R.I.P. <laughs> forever. It's also ostensibly about video games and other stuff that we love on this show. Uh, with me, as always, are are the other hosts of this program. We have Susan Art. Y'all know about how she set her boyfriend's house on fire by accident, right? Rollback. What? <laughs> accident. So, uh, Left Eye was mad at her boyfriend who was a football player. I R. don't I. remember. R.I.P. Left Eye. R.I.P. R.I.P. Left Eye. And was alone in his mansion and angry. <laughs> so she put all of his sneakers in the bathtub and lit them on fire. Things got out of hand. <laughs> You're saying that she should have stuck to the rivers and the lakes and other bathing, <laughs> bathing I, apparatuses I, I'm that she was she should have <laughs> perhaps had a river or a lake nearby, nearby that she to should. thus douse the ensuing inferno. I bet that the fireman told her afterwards that she would have to scrub the surfaces in the bathroom, and she said, I have to no. quit this podcast. She said, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and that that man who's reached his limit, everybody, <laughs> is Staff Roberts. Dave Roberts. Do you, you guys ever see that movie, The Other Guys? Yeah, I like yeah, that I, movie. I don't yes. remember. I don't remember much about that movie, but I do remember the entire premise of like Michael Keaton being the police chief and just quoting TLC mm-hmm. songs the entire movie, but like not realizing <laughs> that he's doing it. Yeah, it's a profoundly stupid bit. Yeah, this is really funny. It's a very good bit. Yeah, they they th- no. not what? bad. I, I was gonna say there is a there's a the other guys is this is not an other guys podcast either everybody, <laughs> but uh, there's a recurring bit in that where the idea is Mark Wahlberg is like. He sucks at, at being an action hero cop, but he thinks he's an action hero cop. Like, he's terrible at it, and he's, you know, constantly losing his temper, but unlike an 80s cop show, it's not... It doesn't benefit him in any way. It just causes problems. But he... His wife is constantly going and doing other things, and like, to broaden her horizons... And they're trying to play up the, like, she needs a life outside of this angry cop thing that you see in, like, Die Hard. 
and Mark Wahlberg consistently shows up and she's like at a dance class. And he's like, you think I can't be part of this? You think I don't want to be part of this part of your life? And then he'll just start dancing like a professional ballet oh. dancer. <laughs> he'll show up in her cooking class. He's like, you think I don't know how to properly prepare a souffle? Watch this. And like, he'll just like perfectly chop vegetables. Like, <laughs> And it, like it's so low-key stupid. <laughs> That I'm sure, I'm sure if I were reviewing that movie and like sitting at a screening, I'd be like, this is so lazy, but I'm still thinking about it like 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everybody, uh, we're recording this on October 2nd, 2020. Uh, I'm sure you can imagine we're very tired. Uh, (laughs) Every human being everywhere is so tired. It's been a long week. Slash so, year slash, I don't know. Time doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> somebody, I'm, I'm sick to death of 2020 memes, but this one got me the other day, where it showed, uh, the first one is Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru holding the baby Luke Skywalker at the end of Revenge of the Sith and like looking at the sunset together, and it's just like January 2020. And then October 2020 is just their charred burn corpse (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning of New Hope. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, But here's the thing. Uh, All three of us have actually been playing video games. And I think all of us have been playing good video games. I I can definitively say Dave and Susan have been playing good video games. I played a video game that I love and that I think I love because it sucks. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, I want to. I want to start with new indie sensation, Hades. Which yeah, I, I, wanna, I don't know playing. anything about this game, so hit me with it. It's yeah. very cool. Uh, so it's the latest super giant joint makers of Pyre, Bastion, mm. and Transistor. It is a roguelike. It actually technically came. I want to say like was it two years ago? Year ago? It debuted. Wait, it's that old? I thought it, de- I thought well, I think it was last like, year. Was just it debuted new. on the Epic Game Store in early access. Okay. I want to say last year. And then uh, about six months later or so, it showed up on Steam, also in early access. And then now it's officially out. 1.0 uh, out on Steam, Epic Game Store, and Switch. I don't know if it's on other platforms. Uh, anyway. You know, it's it's a roguelike. It's it takes advantage of the early accessness to come up with new ideas and new biomes, and and then they release it as 1.0. It's basically, if you like Bastion's combat, uh, it's better. Uh, it's 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 super fast. It's lots of dodging, lots of uh, different weapon types and abilities, lots of magic spells and stuff. The conceit is that you play as Zagreus, who is the son of Hades, and he wants to get the fuck out. He's done. He's, I'm like, Dad, you suck. This place sucks. Everyone's dead. I hate it. I'm out. And, like, the game literally just drops you into the, the like, the start of your first run of the game. And, like, it doesn't even really tell you what, buttons do what because it just it, you're supposed to fail right is he real is zagreus a real uh mythological figure i don't think so he's Mm-mm. just made up okay uh he's very hot 
Sounds very Literally, hot. Is, this, is, that a, is that a hell pun? Every, no, <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, yes, but also, like, everyone's, like, super hot uh, in this game. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, so you're, 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 you're running through levels, and uh, your, your objective is to try to leave Hades. Uh, and you don't know why yet. The game has not deigned to tell you why you want to leave. It's just Zagreus's... Froyo. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's going to he's going to that TCBY. TCBY in the sky. He got, he got a yep. he got a two free toppings coupon. It didn't notice it expired in '92, so he's fucking getting after it. I have to I, I have to get that. It's sprinkles. He's, get, he's getting the white chocolate, white chocolate in a waffle cone, cookie dough, and let's say gummy bears just to keep no, it spicy. Birthday cake. He's getting the birthday cake flavor oh, for yeah. sure. Because it's seasonal. They only do yeah. it like exactly all the year. He's, he's in hell. He's he's got to he's got to go. Sp- <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So like I mean, it, it it has the trappings of what you would expect from a roguelike in that the it's it's run based. Uh, level design is procedural, uh, but it's really focused. Uh, it's. 2D or isometric or isometric. It's like all okay. their other games. It's like oh, it's top, okay. yeah, yeah, top yeah, down yeah. bastion yeah, okay. style. Like yeah, and so you, what you'll what you'll usually do is you'll start in the first room and it's just a hallway and it grants you a single power and one of the gods uh, communicates with you and is like, hey, how's it going, dude? Uh, let's be best friends. I'm gonna give you a power and it pops up this little menu and you can choose like one of three different. Uh, additional skills or abilities or upgrades um, to your to your skill set, and it's like really interesting stuff too. So it's like, hey, you have a dash attack. Well, what if this dash attack, the path of the dash, uh, sent flames along, and anyone that was in the way of the dash attack got damaged? Or your main attack uh, does like twenty percent extra damage. And also causes like stun or something. So you can you like pick and choose what you want, and then once you finish a combat encounter, it's all mostly just combat encounters for these rooms. Uh, you usually have the choice between one or two different pathways that you can take. And each door has a symbol on it, and again, the game doesn't really tell you what these symbols mean. But eventually, you start to suss out. It's like, oh, these symbols are the rewards I get for defeating the combat encounter. Uh, and they can be like uh, additional upgrades to your skills, like additional gods will grant you stuff. One will be like a store where you can spend the money that you've earned for for upgrading stuff on the run. Um, others will be like special encounters. There, there's all kinds of stuff. Like there are keys that you will find that will unlock uh, additional stats that you can upgrade, uh, or unlock additional weapons that you can find. So. First run, like you're just learning all of this by osmosis as best you can, and you're gonna die. And then when you die, you get sent back to the like this hall where Hades is sitting and he's doing paperwork, and he's very upset at you because you keep breaking his shit and he keeps sending guys after you to stop you. He's like, "This costs all of money. Stop it!" And you're like, "I no, fuck you. I I have to leave." Dave, how so- long is that first run? How long is our run? Ten minutes. That first oh, one was like great. five, All ten right. minutes. No, right. And this is what I'm getting to. Because like the thing is, like we, we've we talked about roguelikes on this show mm-hmm. before. Anthony, you're not a fan of roguelikes like at all. Well, no. No, no, no. Okay. I, I, and I, like, I, so my I have a dividing line. Because like I think Rogue Legacy is one of the most brilliant games I've ever played in my mm-hmm. entire life. Mm-hmm. And the reason, though, is that I feel like Rogue Legacy 
at the very beginning paints a portrait for you of like here's how you can beat this game it like it actually spells out for you at the beginning it doesn't tell you how to do it but it says you can beat it and yeah. there's an end and everything else in the middle is sort of like discovering the path to that but like dead cells i think i played 40 hours of dead cells and i was hard into it but eventually i quit because it was like i have no fucking clue why i'm doing this over and over again yeah like it's not it's not doing anything okay so yeah so so hades right up front like i mean just by virtue of it being a super giant game you're probably expecting at least some narrative but like right up front the game wants you to know we care about the characters. We care about the story we're telling. We're gonna give you a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Every time, every time you die and you go back to the hall where Hades and all these like other people, like Achilles, is there and he's got advice for you. Um, every time you die, you come back and everyone has something different to say. Like, every time that I've died. There's been something new there, or like, hey, uh, you've gotten this far in the dungeons. We've opened up a new room for you, and there's more people to talk to in here, and there's like additional like um, mechanical twists. So it's like, hey, if you like, the one room opens up, and you have the ability to trade items that you don't want for other items that you may need, and for like permanent upgrades, or like uh, one time you finish, and there's a guy who just shows up next to Hades who will let you spend this currency that you've been finding, but you're not really sure what it's for on upgrades both to the palace of hades which are just like cosmetic upgrades or like additional rooms that unlock within the dungeons so as you're moving through the dungeons sometimes you'll get one of these new rooms that you've unlocked and they can like uh bestow healing items on you to help lengthen the time of your run uh so like what's what start the, the problem that i have with roguelikes every single one that i played is is the wall mm-hmm. it's that moment and it's, it depends on the game sometimes it happens immediately sometimes it happens after a couple hours in uh rogue legacy had this i love the design of rogue legacy i wish i liked it more because three hours in i inevitably hit the wall where i'm like i'm not good enough to get any farther in this game mm-hmm. yeah to that, get, game, that game or i'm not good enough to get to the next unlock point to yeah. make me just that much better to make me feel like I'm making meaningful progress into this game. Enter the Gungeon, same thing. Now, I haven't gone back to Enter the Gungeon after they did this. They did this huge update, which, like, <laughs> tweaked the entire meta, supposedly made it easier. No, nope, Anthony no. is saying it's, it's no. A, it's, a, it's a lie. I, and, like, you and I both loved that game, especially when it first came I out. I wanted to love that and, game so much. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was... I think that made the list of things that, Susan, you told us, like, to stop pitching about... At Games Radar. Like, <laughs> I think Enter the Gungeon got to Ali Ali status at some point. That's quite possible. Uh, but like that, yeah. I I played I played it on Switch after they did that update, and it's I again, it, it's kind of like Dead Cells, like that wall you're talking about, Dave. Where it's just after a certain point, like I can't perceive a path forward. Yeah, like it's not even it's not even like yeah, I could go through the rigmarole of like base level skill uh and and i can't wait to talk to you about super mario sunshine guys because that <laughs> game that game is just so just endless genital punches that's what that game is uh but podcast the, the, title 
the, the, the endless genital punch factor of a roguelike, you have to either balance it out with goal clarity or mm. with story. Yeah. And, like, you know, Supergiant... Supergiant is very good at both of those things traditionally, which is mm-hmm. why, like, even just looking at this game, I'm like, I don't know what to make of you. Because I yeah, don't know how the they th- can marry their style with what you're describing. They do, though. And they do it in a, in a bunch of interesting ways. And one of those ways is just the fact that it is, like, you're constantly unlocking things. So, like, like basically, the the goal that I'm, I, I'm, I've seen right now, I've gotten... I want to say I've spent like eight hours in it around there. Um, and you're just, you're basically just trying to get through the dungeons as well as you can uh, to try to make it out of hell. And what ends up happening is you start, uh, I forget what the, what the zones are called, but the first zone is like your basic, like your hell realm. Uh, and you're, you're fighting enemies. You're going through, you're, you're learning the sort of the, the way that, the game is giving you different rooms and enemy encounters and how to respond to enemy encounters and how to make use of the powers that you get. And then you hit the first boss is uh, one of the furies and she wrecks you. She, re- Oh, she wrecked me good. I was like, I was like, Oh, I got her health down, but this is, this boss fight is taking too long. And then boom, dead. Okay. So you die, you come back and then you start, spending your uh, your the currency that you get on stat upgrades so like some upgrades will give you more health some upgrades will give you more damage for like attacking enemies from behind one of them will once you unlock it will give you when you die you'll resurrect with half of your health again so it gives you like a second chance within that run uh, and yeah so like each time you're dying you're unlocking more of these things you're you're getting um you can unlock additional weapons. You'll find currency that you can use, like gifts that you can give to the characters that will grant you a keepsake that you keep in a locker. And you can take one keepsake with you on a run. And the keepsakes can do things from like, uh, like if you give it to Apollo, Apollo will be like, hey, uh, like, or the keepsake that he gives you would be like, um, you have a greater chance of finding his gifts on a run. And you'll always start a run with one of his gifts. Uh, and the more that you use these keepsakes the stronger they become so like the chance of mm. seeing that stuff gets higher one that i one that i found uh that helps me out a lot is gives me extra it was like it starts you out with 25 extra hit points and then after you clear like 25 and en- room encounters uh it ups it to like 35 or 40 hit points and you can level that up a couple more times so question yes every time you die are you going back to the very very beginning are you yes. going back to the beginning of hell okay yes. and so once you've gotten good at it, mm-hmm. not, you know, not like, oh, get good, rah, rah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, once, you, once you've done it a few times and you know the enemies and all that sort of thing and unlock some things, how long does it, would you say it takes you to get through that first area? So I, like, I haven't timed myself, but I know that it's faster. Because like okay. the the first time you tr- like the first time you beat the boss, you'll be like, oh, that took me like twenty minutes of the first area, and then you'll get to the, through the second one, and then you'll die or whatever. But then mm-hmm. after leveling up a bit, getting through that first encounter, like not only do you know how the enemies work, not only do you know like the powers that you're getting, but you're also stronger. Mm-hmm. It'll right, take you right. like five ten minutes. 
to okay. get to the first okay. room. Okay. So like, not only are you getting better at the game, it you are getting through those first areas faster to get okay. further and pushing further. Uh, and again, like this feeds back in like the rooms that you're unlocking, which gives you like healing items that make your run last longer. Um, but not only that, it's it's also so there's the mechanical feedback loop but again the story the way they present it because like apparently all the voice actors that they use are in house right oh yeah it's yeah. the same it's the same yeah, crew that's what they do time. like the main character is played by the composer Darren Korb yeah. and he's fantastic he's really fucking good and so you're by having all of the developers in their studio also be voice actors they can just pull people in whenever they have new content so there is so much voice acting and writing and different little character moments. So even when you die, you don't feel like you've gained anything. When you come back, like there's still new stuff to learn about the world that you're in. There's yeah. still f- people to talk to and different way, like, you know, d- characters that were there in that palace aren't there. And like Hades remarks on it. Or a new character shows up that you have never seen before, and Hades will talk to them, and they'll like kind of go off, and they all, they all, it all feels like everything is is working to try to get you through that wall, or at least make that wall feel as invisible as possible. So what what's interesting about what you're saying about the sort of variety and the narrative variety and the fact that there's always this newness that's there. Mm-hmm. You said you played it for about eight hours. Yeah, I, like I've I haven't been play I haven't played a bunch of it, but I've so, so like been slowly picking away at it. It's I would say that's, that's more than any roguelike I've put time into. That's longer though than Transistor or Bastion. Like Bastion, like those games are like if you're one hundred percenting them, they're like ten hours yeah. tops. And so you know, I kind of feel like part of what's made super. Uh, Super giant. I keep wanting to say super massive because I just can't stop thinking about them. Um, part of what makes super giant so interesting and strong is their their brevity. Like you don't you don't have really have time to get super annoyed by anything in Bastion yeah. or Transistor. I didn't play the basketball one. The, oh, it's so good. The weird, the weird. Pyre. Oh, it's so Pyre. good. Yeah. Pe- the people who love it really love it, man. Yeah, people are people are are into that game. Uh, it never got ported. It's anything, kind right? of obtuse, like even more so than Transistor, but like it's worth sticking with for I, sure. Yeah, I, 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 Pyre always just seemed really impenetrable to me. But like, isn't Pyre's also pretty contained? Right. That's not as expansive it's lo- as this. It, it's it, it was their longest game until this, I would say. But it's still like it. It's the it's because they repeat the because they found like a repeatable gameplay loop. They mm. can just put they can extend expand they, as, yeah, as they because want because you're basically it's like you know seasons of a basketball like a basketball season, but you is, know in, in it, purgatory. Is it um, um, is Hades? Is it done? Like are they? So it's one but is it done? They're like, still updating it, and I think that like they will still be adding to it. And from what I understand, even when you beat it, there are still reasons to keep playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like, if you just want to play it for the story and CN credits, it's done. 
Okay. All right. Uh, and there are there are end credits, uh, but yeah, like it, it definitely is what much more of like a you have to go in wanting a a game to play because yeah. like there is a story, but it's it's more of like in service of putting a lengthy roguelike together as opposed to like something like you know Transistor, which is just this like eight hour sort of. Uh, not tone poem, but like, no, it, no, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, like, it, like it, it, we're going like, for a very yeah. specific vibe that will take you eight hours to beat. Yeah. And you may hate it, but this is what we're going for. <laughs> Whereas this is like, you, you know, you can, you can pop in, do a 20 minute run and feel like you've accomplished uh, something I, and I, gotten I, a little more out of it. If I were a sad 14 year old, I also would have thought Transistor was the greatest thing that had ever happened to mankind. <laughs> But I had it's, a, it's to, got a cool vibe. But it's, it's got a, it's great art, great art. I really like that weird battle system. I know that some people hate it. I think it's cool, but um, yeah, the the modeling. So this is relevant to what Susan has been playing too. But it's mm, something it I've is, been wondering. Actually, yeah. yeah, very relevant. Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about in context for. Hades, though, because this is like the the other sort of make or break thing is, you know, the, the, the aspect of procedural generated environments is always tough because even when people are like, oh, well, it's it's handcrafted rooms, it's handcrafted challenges, even if they are very artfully done rather than just being like, here are the elements, here are the enemies, and we just let them appear as they are want. Uh, if they are not put together in a way that is in, like really exciting and feels purposeful every time, it can quickly become annoying. And I think that contributes mm-hmm. to that wall that you're yeah. talking about. And I, and I think Hades gets around it because they're not constructing dungeons. So to interesting. Speak. Yeah, it's, it's not. Room. It's not like a Zelda dungeon. It's just you're right. in a room. There are two exits. Pick one, and then you go in. You fight some enemies. You're done. There are two exits. Pick yeah. one, and you keep going right, until right. you die. So there's no like there's no the, design per se, right? Like there's yeah. one game. Oh god, Chasm. A couple years ago, it was like a procedurally generated Metroidvania. You hit start, it generates a seed, and that yep. seed like it stays permanent the entire time that you're playing the game but that game takes like six to eight hours or whatever and you saw the seams in that real quick really Um, and badly and yeah like i yeah you're just like oh this like you like this is just a bunch of random rooms put together until you get to you start noticing like oh this is where the power up like i need a power up to get up here and i can't so i'll find it down this like set of like it, it avoids that problem entirely by just not doing it. <laughs> Which, so but again, you... that, that, that lends to the feeling that, like, each run is really fast. As, yeah. like, and the combat's really fast. The combat's fast. Runs are fast. So that you're there's just this constant pull to do one more run. Because it's not going to... Like, Enter the Gungeon, a run could take you 45 minutes, uh, and you and, get, and like, three just, floors in, and you fucking die, and you're like, what was that for? And, and what was I it didn't for? do anything. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, are you going to go the distance? Yes. You're going to go the and, distance. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to push myself to do it, but, yeah, it's something that I'm going to pick away I, at. I, I want... I want... And... Uh, please, when you've beaten it, let's revisit this okay. on the show. Yeah. Because I, I want to hear... 
the sort of final analysis of it. Uh, so the game that Susan has been playing, though, which is it shares a lot of DNA uh, here because I don't think this game would exist if Bastion hadn't existed. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I can a, see that. On a long enough timeline. But, uh, but, you know, before you you describe it all, Susan, something I think that is great about it, however, is that it does procedurally generate its environments. They are dungeons, very explicitly Zelda dungeons. And they're kind of boring. But, yes. But I think that that is weirdly one of the best aspects of this game that you're about to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it's Moonlighter. I've been playing. I, I finished Moonlighter. Oh, you actually. did I did. Um, I didn't play the DLC, though, because I didn't see the point of it, but I, I may, there may be something there that I'm missing. So I, the, the I didn't even know there, there's DLC at this point? There That's is. Crazy. There right. is, yes. And if you buy it on Switch, you can buy it as a bundle. Of the, the game with the DLC. I didn't do that. My husband did. But uh, so the shtick of it is you live in this little town that happens to be near five dungeons. And people used to, you know, tourists used to come, adventurers would come, and they would go into the dungeons and, and stuff. Uh, but then somebody closed down the dungeons years ago. And so it's like it's like when the interstate comes in. Like your your <laughs> your little town. Yeah has seen better days and your grandfather ran the local shop uh the moonlighter where he would sell stuff from the dungeons so you're like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna reopen it and you start off in the first dungeon and the and the the idea is you go into the dungeon which are as you said procedurally generated kill stuff get loot come back to town sell loot to the townsfolk and uh, which uh, gives you resources to bring new shops to town uh, and uh, unlock other things. And that's basically the loop. You go in, you, you go kill stuff. There's three levels to each dungeon. At the end of each level, there is a progressively more difficult boss. And once you beat the boss for one dungeon, you can now access the next dungeon which has harder enemies and different loot what's cool is that you can't just you have a little shop and you you have to you know you have to display your wares you set it up in the shop but people will get sick of stuff so if you're just like grinding in that first dungeon and you're just constantly selling everything you get you're gonna flood the market and suddenly people don't want to buy it anymore or they don't want to buy it at that price. So you have to be mindful of how you're selling things and the prices you're selling them for. And you might find 10 of something in the dungeon, but only come home and sell one. Because you got to do that forced scarcity, Nintendo style. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll go into the next dungeon. Like, this is the best thing. Okay, so you go into a dungeon, you get a whole bunch of stuff, you beat the dungeon, you put all that stuff away. And then you go to the sec the next dungeon, and you start selling that stuff. And then you put that stuff away, you bring back out the stuff from the first dungeon. Because people haven't had access to it for a while. <laughs> so now you're gonna, now it's in demand. And the, you can check the demand of items as, as you go. And you can jack up the price or lower the price. You upgrade your shop as you go. You can eventually hire an assistant. 
so that you, because uh, your your shop can only be open certain hours, and uh, thieves will also come in after a certain point, and they will try to shoplift. And so, if if you have an assistant, your assistant will tackle them and beat them up and and prevent them from stealing. If you don't have an assistant, you have to do it. As you get even bigger, uh, there's like a tag team of a thief and a bird. The bird will come in and distract everybody. While the bird's like running riot through the shop, the thief will come in and be like, you ain't can run out with your expensive stuff. I fucking love this game so much. It's, oh, so, yeah. it's so delightful. It, it is. It, it really is. And it's... Once you start... Once you get about halfway through it, the thing is, that formula doesn't change. Yeah. Go to dungeon, go through three levels of dungeon, beat boss, go to next. And uh, the, the the enemies do get dramatically more difficult, so you, you have to be upgrading your gear, uh, enchanting it, um... You know, the there's once let's say you pick a sword and a shield. Once you have the blacksmith in town, you can upgrade it, but you to upgrade it to the next level you'll have to get stuff from the next dungeon. So there's kind of a max level that your your armor and your weapons can be until you reach that next level. It's it, everything that's there is great. I wish it was just a little deeper. Yeah. It it is what you see is what you get once you've mm-hmm. internalized all of the different parts. Yeah. And the thing is, is I, I never finished Moonlighter. I played through the th- three dungeons and then just, I like fizzled out because I, yeah. I, I'd had yeah. my fill. And that was like, I was still, you know, in game journalism. So I needed to move on to other things. Yeah. But I probably would have kept playing because and like it's interesting to hear you get like sort of cooked on it Susan because to me I thought Moonlighter was one of probably the most successful marriage of the sort of classically styled 8 or 16 bit action role playing game with a sim because there are so many examples of like trying to marry these things you know I Harvest Moon, like, mm-hmm. in my head, was this attempt to marry Sim and uh, role-playing, right? Like, Rune like, Factory is, is 100% that. Rune yeah. Factory is 100% yeah. that. Like, and uh, yeah. There was one a few years ago. Was it Reseteer? I think it was, like, this Japanese oh, yeah, indie game that. Yeah. That, yeah. that did that. But it's, like, again, like, it's... You gotta be in for, like, a really hard JRPG-ass JRPG. Yeah, and, like, that's the problem. It's usually, like, they tilt over one into the other. Mm -hmm. And Moonlighter fell into, for me, like, somebody who's not usually captivated by sim aspects Mm -hmm. of a game. It fell in, like, a Goldilocks zone of, like, I can get my head around this, and you do have to pay attention to it. You do have to engage, but it's really not that deep. Right. And if you like it, then you're good. Like it'll it'll escalate in it like gamey challenges, but the sim won't really escalate. Yeah. And man, like after like surviving Mars and shit like that and Jurassic yeah, Park, yeah. I can yeah. like it's 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 <laughs> 
it's no different than if somebody was just like, yeah, man, I just love coffee. And then they try crack. (laughs) 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 And like, they're not an addict. But, like, they go back and they're like, you know, I just don't get that zip in it the morning. It just doesn't hit the same. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, it's, well, to, to, to go from, like, you know, Jurassic World to this, is it's like the chef who cooks grilled cheese for his kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's good. It's And it's gourmet. It's, it is artisanal grilled cheese. It is cheese. artisanal grilled it's cheese. organic mayo instead of yeah. butter. It's that's what right? you gotta do. But it's, but it's, it's, it, I just, I do wish there was just another layer to it. What is there is good. It's certainly really good for a casual fan of, yeah. of that kind of stuff. Uh, the, and us, and the fifth dungeon is, the story part of it is good, but the actual action of the fifth dungeon, like you're doing all this to, to get to the fifth dungeon, which no one has ever done before. You get there and you're like, yeah, I wonder what kind of enemies are going to be in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one hallway. At, like, you just go straight up, and then you fight a dude. Oh, that's a bummer. It, it, yeah. That's a huge bummer. Yeah. I'm, I would have been angry if I had gotten to that. <laughs> I would have been pissed. <laughs> I, I, was, I was not angry, but I was like, wow. Really? That's kind of bullshit, though. Like, you, really? you if you... Especially, like, and it sets it up right from the beginning. Like, you know, it it, it has this sort of mythic feel. That's, that's, that's kind of sucks. It is. It is. And I, I, perhaps that's where the DLC comes in. uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, But by that point, I was like, okay. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. And good night. I, I love the fact that Moonlighter in every way feels like the kind of thing that would be in the top 10 of a best Game Boy Advance games mm. list. Mm-hmm. Like, every mm-hmm. everything about it has that sort of off-kilter, like, we didn't quite have the budget to make this as, uh, as luxurious and grand as we might have imagined it being, but we, we made it, and here it is, and it's lovely. Yeah. The Car Battler Joe. Yes, I very much. Yeah. I played Car Battler Joe. Fuck yeah, Car Battler. I still Joe. have Car Battler Joe. That game's great. Yo, that, that game's worth some money. Yo, I was just gonna Is say, it really? pricey, pricey. Really? Yeah. yeah well, uh, let me. Oh yeah. Do, do you <laughs> have days I'm, about to I'm, drop the Game uh, Boy Advance prices? I'm looking it up because that's what I do now. Um, car. Do you have? Is it complete? Like, do you oh, have the no. box and instructions no. and everything? I do not. No. Oh, okay. God, no. Uh, no. Loose card is ninety dollars. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Okay. You're right. Uh, wow. Yeah. Do you have the complete as 190. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The, the I, I, So I don't know if people listening are aware of this, but in the, the, there is a known thing in the video game collecting world that is the COVID bump. Basically yep. every mm. single video game in the world going back to the Atari 2600 to now Increased in price by about one hundred and fifty percent since. Yeah, the it was like about like twenty bucks. Like uh, hearing people talk about doing the Game Boy mods, like before in the before time, you can find broken Game Boys five bucks easy, no problem. Oh wow! No, yeah, now like you're lucky if you can find a broken one for like twenty five, thirty bucks. There you go. Yeah, uh, Susan for Moonlighter. I, I, it's interesting to hear you went 
to the end because you don't strike me as a person. You know, when we talk about games, you're yeah. You don't seem to have a problem with being like this is bullshit about. Oh yeah, no, uh, or, I'm, or like I'm happy how- to do that. But I never felt like that. I was never disenchanted with what yeah. was going on. But also, I was. There was a very clearly defined end. Right. So I, you know, I like, uh, you know, I li- I liked having my little shop. Uh, I thought that you know was was cute. I wanted to find all because like each dungeon has two. Uh, specific uh, pieces of jewelry, rings that you can get from it and I wanted to find all of those and they drop randomly so I was happy to to keep farming until I got those, just to have them because the, the thing is the detail that is in the game is really good. Mm-hmm. The music is great. It looks great. The enemies are varied like really, they're not just that. There's one like the blobs. The blobs like the first one is is a grabby blob, and the next one is a fire blob, and then it's a zappy blob. But every like across the board, every other dungeon has unique hmm. enemies. They're not just reskins. They're not like you know palette. They're not that, and that's great. The aesthetics of each dungeon are, are different. There's a lot of loving detail that goes into that game. But it's it's just so I, I was enjoying what I was doing, but I, I I also knew that I just have to get this far and I can wash my hands and and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a continue podcast recurring theme. But and I'm curious if you agree with this. I would say that Moonlighter is a nice game. It's nice. It is a nice game for nice people. It is a nice game for nice people. I actually uh, came across it when, because I've, you know, I've burned out on Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I used to do Animal Crossing every day. And then Nintendo had a, uh, these are games in which you have to, you you do stuff every day. That same kind of vibe. So, like, yeah, you go back and you tend your shop. You got to open up your shop for people. Where, where did you see that? Was it in the uh, shop or was it online? It, it, uh, you when you first fire it up, you know, you got that news thing, uh, in your in your dock. Yeah, like today's news, and it was one of those. Like these are games that you check every day. That's, that's fucking crazy. That there is. Oh my god, you actually discovered something. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, they did discoverability, right? I, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I just am so ad blind at this point that, like, I'm like, I don't even see what's on this left side of the screen. This is just like, it's just I, random. I will colors. tell you. <laughs> no, I, I highly recommend you you make the effort because it tunes to your purchases and the things you've looked at. <laughs> he's just shaking his head. He's like, he's like, no, you know, that's okay. That's I don't want to. I don't want to no. be reminded about those aspects of myself. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Anthony, did you, you know, see that Galgun Two has new DLC? Shut up, Nintendo. Because you downloaded that <laughs> Japan only dating sim game. <laughs> Here's a coupon with for the lady counseling. on the phone. The lady on the fo- the lady on the phone game. The inexplicable lady on the phone game. 
Uh, yeah. That wasn't even a dating sim. Like, no, it was, she was well, just what? talking at you, right? Susan, do you know what we're talking about? I do, I yeah. do. I remember this. Okay, yeah. so I did, you know. <laughs> I think I documented my adventures in this game in like a series of tweets that was just like filming what was happening as I was touching the screen. But like, all that happens is she she'll call you, and then you get the option to answer yes or no. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't speak Japanese, so <laughs> I'm not sure what she was asking. Oh wow! Okay. And then maybe if you answer correctly, you get like a picture of her wearing cat ears. But, like, it's not lascivious, she's just wearing cat ears. And one time I went through one of those calls, and at the other end, uh, like, it sent, like, I unlocked, like, it's like you've got, like, a video of her. And, like, this looked like some real player took you 35 minutes to download on on your AOL client. Uh, Like, shitty video quality, and, like... Was this a... Vita game? No, it was. So it was on it's only on Switch. Shop. It's only on Switch oh, wow. on the eShop, which is why I got it. I was like, "What has happened to you, Nintendo? You insisted Enix take crosses out of Dragon Warrior. You were so worried about offending people, and now it's just like, yeah, put this fucking like it's it's not even it's not even like HBO before 10 p.m. filthy." It's, oh wow! It's, yeah, it's I, it's inexplicable. But anyway, that's I don't I don't want uh, Susan. Okay, I that's yeah. I that's, want, uh, the yeah, store right. shouldn't the I the store shouldn't talk to me. That's not okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's hey, that's impressive that you found some. And what else did it recommend? Oh, I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. It, it what unfortunately what because I have very specific tastes. I, it often ends up recommending me things I've either already played, already played yeah. or own or whatever. I think it probably Stardew Valley was probably in there. Animal Crossing was probably in there. Um, but I, I have a bunch of stuff in my wish list that I've either discovered through those little news bulletins or I'll go to the shop and look at, you know, featured or coming soon or stuff that's on sale or, or whatever. I, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I have been finding myself browsing the eShop with a regularity that I have not done in probably since, like, the Switch, like, that first six months to a year mm. when it was always, like, what's new? Because it feels like the consistency has been really good. There's been, like, really interesting stuff hitting eShop for the first time in a long time. Like, just eShop-only stuff. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a fucking amazing racing game called Hot Shot Racing that I mm. talk about at another time, but it's it's basically like a Ridge Racer fan game, but made by the people that have been making all those Sonic Kart racers that have like huh. fantasy I've never heard online. of this. Oh dude, it's fucking great too. It's the the only thing that keeps it from like great arcade racer status is the soundtrack is terrible. It's like mm. it's who puts voice acting in a racing game? Where like it's, all, it's like, also missing Ryu, Ryo in a in a, in a yeah in a forklift. <laughs> yeah, there's no Shenmue action. 
Um, Susan, thumbs thumbs up to other people. Like broadly recommend Moonlighter. Broadly, yeah, for sure. Broadly yeah. recommend Moonlighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it sounds like you both have been playing things that are totally different, but with some shared themes. But it sounds like even though Hades is like got some like real good combat. And Moonlighter has this this dungeon exploration with escalating combat against enemies. I, I these both sound like relaxing games. They sound like they're yes. you know they're not they're not gonna make the current nature of the world harder for on you guys, right? Is Correct. that fair? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. When I tell you, oh boy, that I was regularly. Getting to a shine in Super Mario Sunshine. And then as Mario danced around the screen, pausing to notice that my heart rate had elevated to the point that I could physically feel it in my neck. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, that's not that, honey. That's not good. Know that I am telling the truth and not doing a bit. And yet... After every single time, as the streams of invective flew from my mouth in the middle of the night, prompting my wife to say, your child is sleeping, know that I couldn't fucking wait to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So cocaine is what you're saying. Cocaine. So just like, and it really was playing Super Mario Sunshine in Super Mario 3D All-Stars was like doing a shine and just being like, woo, yeah, yeah, let's do it again, let's do it again. It's another bump. Uh, Okay, so Off yes. the back I, of a fucking Bowie knife. I, 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 I can say this to our listeners and... Dave and Susan already know that I've been playing Super Mario Sunshine because I was telling them all about it as it happened. Uh, I have been playing the full collection of Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the past two weeks. I have since moved on from Super Mario Sunshine because I beat it. It's only the second time I've ever finished Super Mario Sunshine in the last 20 Wait, years. Did, did you get all 120 shines? No, man, I'm not an asshole. What are you kidding you me? Anthony, <laughs> did, no. did you really beat it then? Yes, of course did I did. Of course. All right. Did you really beat it? Here, here Be are honest pe- with yourself. Here are people who get all stars in 3D Mario games. People who have problems. All right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you go... If you 100% a 3D Mario game, you, like, talk to somebody, man. You don't have to do this yourself. Jonah got all Especially the moons. Like, in, yeah, the ones in, on the dark side of the moon, they, fuck, that sucked. Fuck that That shit. whole yeah. part all of the game sucked. All, all of that. Like, yeah. all right, so I've, I've moved on to Super Mario Galaxy, and I can't remember if it was you two that I said this to. But I started it after beating Super Mario Sunshine, and I was like, I can't do this. It's just like you with Moonlighter, Susan, after playing mm. things like Jurassic World. I was like, this is... I don't need this soft shit in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this game that works! I, like, I, I was playing Super Mario Galaxy, and I was like, what is, what is wrong? Why don't I like this? Because, Susan, you and I have talked about many times, like, we like Galaxy 2, but not Galaxy 1. 
Oh, no, 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 it wants mm. it wants me to know that it is a plush, velvety experience right from the beginning, and that it wants me to be having a good time. Here's a funny little bee costume. Fly around, climb all over a bee, Mario. Have a nice, slow, fun time. Super Mario Sunshine, you turn on. And right from the beginning, this game is saying to you, I don't give a fuck if you live or die. <laughs> do you want to... You could stick around if you want, but you're meaningless to me and my goal. <laughs> and I don't... Feeding on endless human suffering. I don't know why this speaks to me. I've been trying... I've been engaged in a lot of self-interrogation in the week since I finished it. Because I'm constantly telling you guys, like, oh, I had to get out of that game. It was too stressful. Oh, oh was, I know exactly. Dude, I have known you for a very long time, and I can I can tell you exactly why you like this game. Lay it on me. I'm actually curious. I'm actually, I'm actually curious what your take is. Because... Because the fastest way to get you to work your ass off is to tell you, you know what? You can't do this. Oh You're not good god. enough. Oh my god, it's true. <laughs> Fuck. And it's oh, a Mario yeah. game. Oh, I hate that. That's so accurate. It's like the worst, like, pubescent child yeah. mind reverse psychology Anthony, of like... Anthony, you love Mario. Oh, I do love These Mario. These games are so easy. Oh... Oh, Anthony, the, we're not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> Guys. And Galaxy is like, all right, whatever your skill level, we want to make sure that you have fun because fun is ultimately what matters, yes. which to you is like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, it, I like, can't it's, deal. It's, it's, it's such a, you can see that split, which I, the, the, the collection is interesting as like a historical artifact, because you can see that split mm. in the philosophies between the GameCube era, which was uh, Paris Hilton, or a very sweaty Jason Alexander being <laughs> photographed like he's a gazelle about to be attacked by a lion, uh, which is a real photo you could find on the internet, uh, playing Smash Brothers. He, just, he looks very unhappy that he's been photographed playing a video game. Um, versus the Wii era, which was like, they packed in DVDs to teach people how to play Mario because right. hundreds of millions of people bought a Wii who never played Nintendo le video games before, let alone Nintendo games before. Which is, you know... So... I, I think all three of us, long before 3D All-Stars was announced, have talked about on this show that we all love Super Mario Sunshine. We're all fans yes. of the milieu, of the how weird it is, all of those things. And I think I may have talked briefly on the show about a year ago about Super Mario Sunshine because I had decided to just play some of it. And like loaded it up on the GameCube and played through the first ten stars, and I was like, you know what, I I still love this game, but I understand why its reputation exists. Any yeah. anybody who's listening that has only been hearing about Super Mario 3D All Stars uh, through the lens of the internet and 
uh, internet chatter around it. Why don't you just emulate it, bro? It's free. Fuck, yo, Nintendo just rushed out. No, they're so lazy. They, uh, they, they put rap. these games on a system they didn't originally work on. <laughs> they're so lazy. So, so <laughs> I, I do want to say up front... Get a Raspberry th- Pi, bro. Yo, 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 dog. Wait, but that's you, though. But, yeah, that is... <laughs> no, I'm the Mr. Guy. Yeah, I'm the Raz- Mr. Fuck Raspberry okay, Pi. Okay, you went... Okay, God, oh, Raspberry Pi is so the 20 years ago. Raspberry Pi is so, like, three years ago, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh. <laughs> but I... Uh, it's not that hard. Just build one. There... There are varying degrees to how much work they put into these games. Like, I, there there are things in Super Mario Galaxy, for example, like, there's absolutely no fucking reason that I should have to use the touchscreen to select what level I want to go to. You can't use the controller in handheld mode. You have to use the touchscreen. What? All of the pointer elements, rather than changing the oh. game... They're right. still there, right? And it's right. it's dumb. It doesn't it doesn't play well, even with the the Joy Cons. It's not great, but a ton of work was put into Super Mario Sunshine. And the difference between this playthrough of Super Mario Sunshine and previous ones that I've done was like I went past that initial like ten to fifteen shines period, and was like I'm gonna go far into this game, and. There's this weird reputation around Sunshine that people are always like, well, it's not a true sequel to Super Mario 64 because it's all about it's all about flood stuff. You always have to like clean off walls and you always only it's only the jetpack and it's very clear that those people haven't played very much of that game. Mm. Because once you get past that first like 10 shines and it's opened some of the worlds in the hub, then it becomes the game it actually is, which we were talking before about endless genital punches, endless genital <laughs> punch platforming, the the most brutal, vicious, exacting, you will get knocked off of a tower it took you 20 minutes to climb and then say, fucking do it again, chump, over and over and over again. Uh, and there were so many moments where I was playing this game, and I was like, you asshole, look, I hate this. <laughs> I hate it. I'm going to do it for another two hours. I'm going to do it for two hours right now. And something I had completely forgotten about this game because like I think it's like a PTSD situation like I just shut it out like I couldn't remember this because it hurt so much the first time uh, in Super Mario Galaxy or in Mario 64 just like you were just saying Susan the the game will offer you a path forward no matter what mm-hmm. it will try to find ways to help you along uh, even Mario 64 you know the first of these you get to the end, and those last levels are vicious. They're so impossibly difficult. But the game is like, you don't need those stars. You can get stars from the easier levels, and you can still go to the boss. Those insane, abstract, you don't have the jetpack, like, secret stages in Super Mario Sunshine, where you're just in an abstract void, and you have to, like, 
jump <laughs> while Rockapella is like yeah, taunting well, you with the Mario thing. Exactly. While Rock while Rockapella is like boom, <laughs> boom, 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 you are losing your mind slowly as you die. <laughs> like while that shit's happening. Yeah. You have to play them all to get to the end. You cannot skip any of them. You do not have a choice. The yep. the only way to unlock the final stage of the game is to play through seven of the shines in every single level into the point where you can chase Shadow Mario and you can't get to Shadow Mario unless you play every single one of the secret stages. And by the time you are in like the last couple of worlds, the game is as its reputation over the years has said, it's actually broken. Like it's actually like there are things that re- depend completely on luck. The last of the like secret stages in that abstract space, in order to get to it at all, you have to go into a level. There's a Yoshi egg. You have to go find the specific piece of fruit that will hatch mm-hmm. that Yoshi egg. Picking up the fruit is a nightmare challenge. If Mario breathes on the fruit, it will fly away from him, <laughs> obeying physics that make no sense even within the context of the game. Then you bring it so on. So just some straight Skyrim shit so that, for those physics. Like, man, not even, not even Skyrim. I'm talking like roach shit happens with this fruit. It is floating away into space. And you have to go get the fruit, you go get Yoshi, and then you have to take Yoshi into these insane platforms underneath the main level. And then you have to hop across all of these platforms, vomit on an undulating piece of butterfat, and then go down a hole, and then you can begin the insane task of getting the shine. So you have to do all that, you only have three lives. <laughs> so if you lose those three lives once you get there, you're going to have to do it all over again. And when you get there, all of the crazy platforming skills you've developed over the last ten hours of your life don't matter. Because to get to the shine, you have to walk up to those bulbous weirdos that populate Isle Delfino, talk to them, and then they'll throw you where you need to go. Now, a challenge like this, you'd think, that requires expert precision. That is, that's something that needs to be coded so tightly. You need to have such an inherent understanding of the physics that you can trust. I've lined up the camera. I've talked to him at the right angle. I've talked to him at the right spot. Clearly, I'm going to go where I need to go. This is Super Mario Sunshine, son. There are no second chances here. This is not where your dream has come to be realized. This is where your dream dies forever. They'll throw you wherever they feel like it. I I think it took me three hours just to get this one shine. Yikes. Went in, did it Yikes. again, did it again, screamed at my Switch. Guys, I gripped my Joy-Cons so tightly that the console fell out. I wasn't pu- pressing those little release buttons. I mean... My Joy-Cons were, like, shaking to the point that, like, my Switch just, just, just dropped. I, I, someone tweeted this, that, like, it was the first Mario game after 9-11, and clearly it affected Miyamoto in some way. <laughs> oh, 
no 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 no. so like that's you get you get to that like and that's what the last stage is and it's so clear that like they were so horrified by the performance of uh of the gamecube that they were like we just got to get it out we got to get it out right now because none of this stuff reflects the sort of play testing you saw in you you see in any other nintendo game that precedes or follows it but like even the broken stuff, I, I loved it, guys. I loved it. I loved every second of this hateful monster. Here's the thing: I feel like I, okay. Although I do not dislike, I, I do not like Galaxy Two. Mm-hmm. Galaxy One and Two and Odyssey are incredibly well done games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're, you know, they're beautiful, they're fun, they're inventive, they they check all the boxes of a Mario game. Fine. They don't have a personality. They don't have a soul. Sunshine is a dick, but he has a personality. Yeah. Yep. And on, honestly, I think that head. it... it <laughs> I, like, Odyssey... It's such a shame. I feel like more than Galaxy and Galaxy 2, Odyssey is almost at odds with itself because there are all these parts of Odyssey where it it seems like it's really trusting you and saying, like, get out there, experiment, do all of these mm-hmm. different things. But it's so afraid of losing your interest that it's like, here are rewards, here are rewards, here's mm. more moons, here's more coins, here's more stuff. Rather than like just allowing itself to be singular and weird, yeah, um, yeah, wait, wait, it, it's a very sanitized version of weird. It's a, yeah, it's a very sanitized version of weird. It's why that like you know the, these sort of tentpole Nintendo games that have become so lauded on the Switch, like yeah, I think they're brilliantly designed. I genuinely think they're brilliant. Breath of the Wild is brilliant. This is brilliant. But like you said, like their their opportunity to be singular is sanded off by mm-hmm. a like endless well of sort of indistinguishable tasks. You know, do you remember the when Keith Herring's art first came out? I don't know who Keith Herring is. Oh, he's he's the artist who does like the the little the little people kind of like looks like they're making little dancing vibrations. The life is good uh, guy? Is it that? No. Google him real quick, Keith Haring. You'll immediately recognize Keith the art. He was very, very big in the eighties. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Very, yeah. yeah, like late eighties, early nineties. Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm now, so, now like Nickelodeon vomited on a t shirt. Stuck in a exactly. stuck in a Walden books. That's what's happening when I look at this. <laughs> So, I feel like like when his art first came out, like his art was like actual art, mm-hmm. and then it got mass produced and put on T shirts, and it became a, a a product. Yeah, and that's kind of what I feel is the difference between Sunshine and Odyssey. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, and I think that's true with Galaxy too. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I love 
how singular Sunshine is. Like, I I can't remember very much about Odyssey. I remember moments, you know, like, it's kind of hard to forget, like, a T-Rex with a big mustache on his face. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. when there's, like, a big, you know, big jazz band playing a song as you scale a tower and uh, Pauline is singing that song and... You know, you, there are these big moments in Odyssey, and I remember those. And Galaxy, like, I don't know, there's like a couple of things I remember. And I love Galaxy 2, but I can't remember that much about it. I can... I, every single shine in Super Mario Sunshine is buried in my head. And I've only played that game to the end twice in two decades. And I think that man, I I want to see more stuff like that. I well, want like you can like uh, in one of the byproducts of me going back to all the Game Boy stuff is like I've been playing a lot of those early like I, I played through Super Mario Land. Uh, it's like a thirty minute game, but like holy shit, there's so much weird stuff in that game. So much. It's so weird. Like the the fire flowers and a fire flower. It's a Super Bowl that you go to like. Uh, Easter Island land you there's a shooter section but it all feels like like it's all memorable um and like even outside of that like the fact that Nintendo was willing to go like okay for Super Mario Brothers 2 we're going to take this completely different game and boop uh like and that's like buried in our brains as well as like Super Mario Super, the leap from Super Mario 1 to Super Mario Brothers two, to Super Mario's three, is so strange. Yeah, like, yeah. but like Nintendo now would never do that because it would go against like brand identity expectations. Yeah. Totally. Like, like because that because that's just not how Mario is. I, you would not get a character like Birdo. No, now. never. No, never in a million years. Uh, I miss desperately. They're like, it's it's funny, Susan, you you were like, the first, the quickest way to motivate you is to be like, you can't do that. Fuck you! Yes, I can! <laughs> but like, Nintendo, Nintendo's whole interior design philosophy used to reflect a similar mentality. It's like, oh, you liked that thing that I did that last time? You liked that first thing I did that was so wonderful? And effervescent. I'm gonna do the exact opposite. And Zelda two bitches. Uh, yeah, but like, <laughs> yep. but like yep. they did it over and over again. Zelda two, Super Mario Brothers two, Yoshi's Island, Majora's Mask, Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. It was always all right. We knocked it out of the park with this crowd pleaser. Now let's get fucking freaky. I I miss that so much and. Yeah. I, like that's not to say that everything that comes to the Switch is so. Everything coming out of Nintendo these days is uh, so beautiful and inventive and fun. But man, I wonder if none of it if feels you could, dangerous. <laughs> I wonder if you could trace that back to like Nintendo's decision to create like a Mario school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like in their studio, like they made uh, the super, new Super Mario Brothers two, which again, it's like functionally, it's a fine Mario game, but you're like this. But it's does- soulless. It's soulless. Yeah. yeah. So and it's just the, once they 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 turned Mario into like you, like you said, Susan. Once they turned Mario into a factory, that yeah. like this is the way that Mario has to operate. Yep. 
Like I, even even when you do put a mustache on a dinosaur, it still yeah. feels kind of hollow. Yeah, I I really I have very high hopes actually for Breath of the Wild two because knowing that it's monolith soft and the Xenoblade mm. two guys and gals and uh, man I I don't even know what they got over there because. Uh, those games are weird as shit. <laughs> now, now that they're not just on the environmental design tip, and they're like sort of leading a lot of the creative charge on that, I feel like we have a chance to see some of that that Super Mario Sunshine. I want to, I want a tutorial message sixty hours into the game. That's oh, now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. Oh man, I love Xenoblade too. Uh. Yeah, I, I I guess everybody. This is a this is the first time this has happened in a long time on Continue Podcast. This is three solid recommendations all around. Yeah, uh, go play Hades, go play Moonlighter, and go get get the Super Mario 3D All Stars, man. Like I don't I don't it's think worth N- it. I don't think Nintendo's gonna pull this bullshit where they're like, you can't buy these games after March. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Like, they'll well, be did you see that? That like that endless jump rope game. It was supposed to get delisted on the thirtieth. Yeah, but that's yeah. They're keeping it around. They're not. Yeah, they're, 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 they like money. They like money dollars. You'll be able to get these games. But like, if you're thinking to yourself like that, this is some kind of hack job or whatever. No, nah, man. It's it's great. It's great. It's so good. I love it. Man, it hates you. Just hates you so much. <laughs> uh there, there are things that don't hate us, and they like this show enough that they were like money dollars for it, and we love them, and Dave Roberts is going to tell them how much we love them right now. Yes, we love our special backers, patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, we appreciate any contribution that you can give. It helps keep the show uh, running, pays our server costs, uh, and helps us you know, afford the things that we like to talk about on the show. Uh, but we have a special tier for our shout-out backers, and that's what I'm going to do now. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. God. Wait. Hold. It's loading. <laughs> oh, my God. Patreon, no. I hope everybody knows. I had it queued up, and then it... Guys, we're recording on dial-up tonight. Uh, yeah. And that's that's our bad. That's our, that's our fault. Vamp, Anthony. Uh, I I can vamp. Susan, how about that uh, No Man's Sky? Oh, yeah. If you've never played it before, go play it. Because the onboarding is... Well, it exists, for one thing. Uh, So it teaches you how to play it, which it didn't used to. And now the universe feels populated, which it didn't used to. And uh, it's just better in pretty much every conceivable way. Uh, it's, It's very weird comparing the game that it is now to the game that I played when it first came out. It's it's so much there's so much more going on. I'm like, how how did I play that first version for so dang long? You said when you it, said that you didn't have that much to say about it. It sounds like you have a lot to say about it. Apparently I do. We should so, say, we, let's do that next episode because I actually want to hear about uh I want to I want to hear about Patreon server is down. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, no. Oh. So what, what I'll do? So it's going to be great. You're hearing this right now, but there will be a, f- a nice hard cut. Yep. Once the server is done, I will record it, and our our wonderful Aww. producer uh, will 
we'll splice it in in a in a seamless fashion. There you go. Uh, it will be magical. Right now, robot voice. Uh, no, it's <laughs> well, the names will be in here. I guarantee it. Hey everyone, David here. My computer's working again. So here are the shout outs. Special shout outs to. Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Thierry Belair, Stormshot, Elio Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Grugan. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Guys, we'll we'll make a recording of me trying to get shines in Super Mario Sunshine, and that's what we'll fill in in this section. It'll just be people. It'll be five oh four gateway timeout. Fuck you, internet. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh, uh, all right. Anyway, in, in the meantime, everybody, you can if you enjoy this show. Uh, yes, you can back us at Patreon.com/slash Continue Podcast, and that will allow us to purchase things like Moonlighter and Hades and Super Mario 3D All-Stars and pay for our hosting to bring you the show. But far more important than that is sharing this show with people who you think might like it. Uh, Yeah, just just get this in somebody's ears. If somebody hates Super Mario Sunshine, they'll be like, you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Uh... (laughs) Sorry, I rewatched all of Back to the Future recently. <laughs> Those movies are fucked up. <laughs> Those movies are so fucked up. The first one is kind of shitty. It's it's not as good as you remember it. Uh, Susan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can find me on my other podcast, which is about horror movies at Continue. Uh, not Continue. This is Continue. This is continue. <laughs> wow, I'm tired, man. Guys, we're all tired. We're all so fucking tired. <sighs> Patreon.com slash long-legged beasties. Uh, this week's episode is about One Cut of the Dead, which if you've never seen it, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's genius. It's brilliant. Don't Google it. Just go watch it. Trust me. Uh, or you can go over to Game Rant, where I run the movies and TV section. Boo, yeah. Susan, should I watch uh, Invisible Man? The new Invisible Man? Yes. It's an incredibly good movie. Oh, awesome. It is... I, I will say... If you are a person who has ever been in an abusive relationship, it is a very difficult watch. Oh, all right. Um, that's, that's I a did not. Warning. Yeah, I did not know that when I started watching it and needed to take a break in the middle of it. Uh, but, but, mm. trust me. It's that good. All right, I'm going to watch it. The journey is worth it. Yes. Uh, Dave Roberts, where can the people buy your fine wares? So well, you can you can follow me on Twitter uh, at David Robots. You can follow me on uh, I've been more active on my Instagram, which is at David Robots. Uh, that's basically if you just want pictures of Game Boys, that's that's what that is all the time. Um, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I've been playing. I started playing Live Alive. That game's weird as shit. Oh, dude, it's weird as shit. Oh, my God. It's also broken, and I kind of hate it, but I, I admire it. Uh, also, I uh, stream my uh, repairing shenanigans on there as well. Um, I don't know. Like, 
look for Squall Six on eBay. That's <laughs> what I've had. I've had this account on eBay since I was fourteen years old. Aww. And there's a part of me, 1999. Uh, there is a part of me that wants to keep it just because I've had it so long. But the other part of me wants to change it for brand management reasons. Oh, just to wow. keep it all. Well, I mean, you know, like because if just I'm call them send, Squall Game Boys. Hey, it's it's David Ro- David David Robots on Twitter sends you to Squall Six. That's weird. No, dude. Let uh, me let me tell let me tell you. Let me here. Here's some brand identity for you. Lionheart Game Boys. Squall Six. There you go. I'm gonna get a cease and desist from Square. They're gonna be like, you can't do that. <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> uh, as for me, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. Uh, so I sold one Game Boy uh, to listener uh, the show Jason. He's uh, he bought my Game Boy Color and he seems to be enjoying it. So that's that's Yay! really cool. Awesome. Um, I'm hoping to have some more on there relatively soon, probably within the next month or so. I just gotta afford the screens and get them all fixed up. But cool, yeah, that's where that'll be. Uh, as for me, everybody, you guys can't follow me on shit. I'm off the grid. I'm like out there living dangerously um you'd send smoke signals up and i do have another podcast i can't believe you did it man i did it i did i'll, I'll be back i'll be back uh at some everyone point. comes back everyone comes back <laughs> that was i actually did get an email from twitter the other day that was just like you'll be back and then it was <laughs> a little was like an we'll keep your spot saved for you <laughs> uh yeah, I, I I do I do miss I do miss the camaraderie. I actually do miss banter, especially with you guys. I like miss bantering with you guys there, and and I do miss that. There's a lot of other things I I don't miss, but uh, I got I got a few things in the fire I can't talk about just yet, but I'm like excited to talk about them. Uh, and you can listen to my other show, which is Video Game Grooves, which is about some stuff. Um, it's about video game music. Anyway, we'll see you next time, everybody. See ya. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.